Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts Damien Warren and Toby Harris. Toby, there has been so much rugby that I've actually, for the first time in my entire life, struggled to keep up with as much rugby. No way, Jose. Yeah, I had to resort to watching highlights of the Premiership. That's fine. <laughs> I, Absolutely I, fine. I have no objection with they that. They were long highlights. They were extended highlights. But they were highlights. A little bit like the highlights in your hair. Not I don't have very good. Right. 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 I, do I ever have, Yes, actually, I do have a go yeah, at you. Don't you do. Know you say five-head. You say I'm a loser. I never you say, say you're a loser. Oh, I'll never be a good father. I never say that. I never say that, actually. No. But I'm going to start. That's just how I feel. But anyway, before all of that, Tobes, we must talk about some... Plugging. Plugging? Oh, I was gonna, yeah, yeah, we do. I forgot. Oh, Almost, my God. Yeah. Very quickly. You're a bit premature, aren't you, bud? <laughs> well, you know. As per usual. Uh, just go and find the section below. Yeah. Look through it. If you want to get hold like, of us, we love hearing from you. and share. And share. But before we must do anything else, we must now move to... Breaking news. Which is kindly supported by Super... XV Super XV rugby so website Super Fifteen. Eh? They don't pay us any money, but they no. do put us on their website. So thank you for that exposure. Yes, and we do get quite a lot of our yeah. We get loads Super Rugby news from yeah. them. Great They're website. Class. Go across your one stop shop for Super Rugby. Yeah, agreed. Now, Damo, before we kick off the breaking news, I there's just been an email on my side. Now, I'm, I'm going to write, hi, Toby and Damien. Stop, right there. Oh, sorry, okay. Lorcan. Yes. We're talking about Lorcan's email. Yeah, we're talking email. about Lorcan's email, yeah. Uh, you spelled my name wrong, mate. Oh, he did. Damien. Uh, Lorcan, it's he's Damien. He's Irish, different spelling, mate. Yeah, well, obviously. Well, actually, we don't know he's Irish, but he's listening from Dublin. And it's kind of an Irish name, is it not? Dublin. 
Lorkin. <laughs> Lorkin. I don't know. <laughs> Go on, mate. Sorry. All right, it says, just emailing to say that you got the Johnny Sixton uh, statement wrong, and he's referring to you getting it wrong, isn't he? He is, and he was correct, yeah. and I feel absolutely village actually even mentioning it. I actually, for some reason, I knew that, but I went on Wikipedia, and Wikipedia was not wrong. I checked again, and I was wrong. So I don't know why I thought he was playing at Stade Francais, but I'm wrong. And thank you, Lorcan, for pointing it out, because you are like my wife. Oh, You're like my wife, which is, you'll point out, those things that I get wrong, and you'll keep me honest. So I appreciate that. Excellent. I like that from you. I like how you can put your hand up very slowly, obviously, but and say, I'm village. <laughs> I'm the worst human being ever. And I like that. Oh, right. Wow. Okay. So Daryl Gibson lands head coach role on home soil. Do you know, now I find this absolutely like, ridiculous. It is, isn't it? But you'd also go, all right, he might be at one of the main centres, you know, but he's he's at um, Bay of Plenty. You know, like, this reminds me of, like, when I look through my friends and I start off with, you know, the, the cast iron, you know, the platinum level, and then I go down to the gold level, and then I'm down to, like, you know, silver and then bronze, and then I get to you. And me? I, oh, and I, oh, wow. <laughs> He's just above you. <laughs> and that's how he is right now, working with the Bay of Plenty. He's worked with Canterbury. Yep. He's played as an All Black. Yes, he's he done has. all that. And yep. now he's resorting to taking a job with the Bay of Plenty. Interesting. He was the Waratahs head coach, though. He was, yeah. Yeah. So why is he taking such a step backwards? I think he probably just wants to be close to family, and there's not that many gigs around, is there, at the moment, so... No, but he also had a stint um, with both Fiji and Samo as well. Yeah. So he's... he's Has he brought success to anywhere that he's been? I don't know. He was at an assistant role at Canterbury, wasn't he? Yeah. At Crusaders, actually, in 2012. I'm not sure how they did then. No, no. Probably were in their slump of coming second... <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, my story, mate, is uh, no more Barrett Mawanga debate after no. the weekend. People feel that Richie Mawanga has absolutely nailed down the ten slot, and it's fifteen all the way for for Barrett well, Bowden. What do you think on that? Well, I mean, the last three outings that Richie Mawanga has played, he's been superb. Do you think he's a world class team? Yes. I do. I think he's sort of come into his own the last almost year and a bit. Because he was good last year. He's always been good. He's but he, always he been... hasn't been very, very good. And I think now he's becoming, he's maturing as a 10. If he could only kick. Like, he's not a bad kicker. He's not a bad kicker, but he's not a nailed he's, on kicker. I think kicker. he's at like 70%. Right. It's not good enough no it's not good enough but and if he could kick <coughs> he would be the complete player he well, does New Zealand have rely on scoring tries rather than kicking goals don't we and that's been our our thing you know we always kick for the corner you, mate, you say that three points you say that but dan carter's success rate was was the best in the world oh yeah not saying that he was a bad kicker i'm yes, just saying but, but now but now we we scored tries and got two extra we got seven yes. rather than three 
Yeah. Whereas now, we get five. We might as well take the three because we're only going to get five because we'll, we'll miss the kick from the from the sideline. Well, no, we. You'd still rather the five. Yeah, you still. But what I'm trying to say is, we'd go for the tries because we knew we'd get the two as well. Yeah. That would make it seven. Whereas now, we're not that confident in the kicking the kicking the to conversion. Be fair, so he's been kicking really well lately. And as he has well. been kicking well, and he is a fantastic player. Yeah. And do is I he? think that he <clears throat> should start at ten over Bowden? The answer is I'm still not 100 convinced that he can pull it out in big matches because. You look at how Richie played in that England game and wasn't that good. And it's all yeah, about playing sorry, in the big matches. but you can't matches. blame it on him. You can't there blame it on him. There was a lot of players there that weren't good. Absolutely, but you've you've got to, there's a lot of responsibility goes on the team's shoulders. And it does seem like in the All Blacks shirt, he hasn't played to anywhere near the same level as when he's playing for the Crusaders. True. Is that down is to that, coaching styles? Is that down to patterns of play? And the answer is it could very well be. Yeah. It could very well. Are they not playing to his strengths? Do they want Bowden Barrett, do they want Richie Mwanga to play to this game plan that is actually quite him. blunt? So it'll be interesting to see. Will be. Will be. But who would you pick? You pick Richie Mwanga over, over at, at the moment, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I would pick Bowden Barrett at fifteen. I've got no hesitation in picking him at fifteen because really? there isn't anyone else that is absolutely flying high apart from Charles Piatel. Charles Piatel, bring him back. <laughs> who is playing overseas? I mean, don't me wrong, Damien McKenzie, Damien, very good. I mean, he's he's good in a not very good team. Yeah. And his his defence is fantastic. His defence is so good, and he's a good kicker as well. Very interesting. Yeah, mate. very interesting. Right. Over to you, TMO Joy Neville, the latest target of online abuse. Now, there's been quite a bit of online abuse in England at the moment to do with rugby. You know, I think it was last week. Was it the um, Genji death threats yeah. or whatever? Okay, so now we're on to the TMO. So. Joy Neville. Um, uh, can I just say, do you condone any of this online abuse, Tobes? No. So when you've put here, serves her right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, I knew you were going to read that. No, I'm just being silly with that, Colin. I'm just being silly. So this is a female TMO, okay? Yeah. If she's good enough for the job, doesn't matter if she's a male or female. Fantastic. Correct. Um, but it helps she, if you know the rules. Pardon? Helps if you know the rules. Helps if you know the rules. And I feel like she got it wrong. Why do you think she got it wrong? Because, okay, so the situation was there was a try, supposedly, well, it was given, so it was a try by Mario Toje. It wasn't given. No, sorry, it wasn't. Well, it's on the The referee. Sorry, let me finish, man. Right, okay, So the referee said no try. Held up. Yeah. Yeah. Goes to the TMO. Can you, is there any evidence that there's been a try? Yes. You're right. Yep. And she looked at it five, six, seven times? Yes. And she said, you may award the try. Now, that is not she clear actually said, and obvious. She said, I'm going to have to ask you to reverse your on-field decision, and there is clear evidence that he's ground the ball. Well, there you go. It's so clear that she had to look five times. Yes. So if it's not clear and obvious... 
It's not a try. Would you... And i tell you what, just let me finish. There was a try uh, in the Canterbury game, sorry, the Crusaders game. Yes. Where it was a bit touch and go, gave it. There's actually more than one, wasn't the try. there? Yeah, there was. The first one, which was uh, Chiefs try, it was questionable. With and the foot in touch? Not that one, no. Oh, this right. was the Damien McKenzie one, the double movement. He right. gave the try. Yes. And he went and checked it, and they said there's no clear and obvious yep. double movement, so but it's a try. The thing that I liked was they only looked at it once or twice. Yeah. I think that is the absolute clear... The clearest way to look at this is is this. The referee has given a decision. Yeah. Only correct him if it's clear and obvious. So, if you have to look at a video clip multiple times, yeah. you need to start thinking, is it clear and obvious? And the answer is no. So, the Leslie v- uh, Vianuku try. Vianuku, yeah. Yeah, which was absolutely... <clears throat> Uh, out of this world, yeah. and if you haven't watched the highlights of the of that game, you need Incredible, to watch it for yeah. that particular try. Did his foot touch the ground? I reckon it did, but was it clear and obvious? No, no it wasn't. So therefore, award the try. Correct. Which there was is a, the correct decision. There, there was a couple of forward passes. Um, therefore, was it clear and obvious? Sometimes they said it was. And I don't think you can argue. But what is what is the ruling? And the problem is, is that. We then go into the Auckland game, and there was a forward pass, or a, there was a try given, right. which was a fantastic Rico Ioane try with his brother, length of the field, oh, would have yeah. been fantastic. They they <laughs> pulled it back, he gave the try, they pulled it back for a forward pass, but in my mind, it definitely came out of his hands backwards, right. it wasn't clear and obvious there was it's a forward pass, forward. so, okay. so this, this, the statement is a problem, because it seems like some referees are deeming things to be clear and obviously wrong when they're not clear and obvious. And for me, it should be, they should actually get, they should pick out the best camera angle and watch it once at full speed. Yeah. And if they can't clearly see something's wrong, then... Award the try. Award the try and move on with it. Do you think she got it wrong? 100% she got it wrong. Yeah. Did she get the... Did he probably score it? Yes. Did he, do, do I think he got a, a smidgen of the ball down right. over the line? Probably. Yeah. But it's a probably. Yes. And it's not good it's enough. It's not definitely. And no. the referee on the pitch said, no try. That's right. Yeah. If he had turned around and said, try, I've got a grounding, I wouldn't have been arguing. No. But he said, haven't seen it get down. Watch it a million times. Still don't see it get down. No. But there you go. Yeah. Clear and obvious. And actually football, VAR, you know, it's just so simple. Is it clear and obviously wrong? If the answer is, I don't know, then it's not clear and obvious. It's, it's so simple. It annoys me. Can you tell I'm annoyed? No. Talking about this, Eddie Jones, captain's challenge comment. Oh, he yes. wasn't happy on the weekend where there was another call where Andrew Brace said, turnover, England penalty, then the Frenchie pointed to the big screen and said, sir, look at that. And he changed his mind because yep. he clearly saw it, and it was on the big the, screen. it was the right call. It was the right call. And it was clear and obviously yes. the right call. Yeah. So I have no problem with that. Because we both sort of said, he's got it wrong. He, but it's the be, wrong. Some people have said he got a number of 
of those specific things wrong. Right. Pacific. That's the one. <laughs> specific. It's been a long night. I could bore everyone with my saga of my washing, my dishwasher leaking all over my floor and ruining the floor. But I'm, already, I, I'm already tired, mate. But I, <laughs> I'm already tired of the story. But I wouldn't. But anyway, he's, he's, he's made that and he's made a little jibe. And I kind of get it. I kind of get it. You know, watching stuff back on the big screen. I've never seen that before. No. Where, oh. you know, they haven't asked for it. And then no, they see true. it. I have yeah. seen them, like, see something and then yeah. ask for it. But I have never seen them go, yeah, I got that wrong. I've changed my mind. I don't really have a problem with it. But no. maybe I don't have a problem with it because we didn't want England to win. How dare you say that? But I agree. Over to you, mate. Yes. So... He's hungry to make a statement. Now I know you've seen it, but you wouldn't. Would would you think it would be Rico? What do you mean? As in, do you think he would be hungry, the hungry one, to make a statement? Are we talking about that he wants to play at thirteen? Yes. Yeah. So it says I, I how Rico Yuani can lock down the All Blacks number ten jersey, number thirteen jersey. Sorry, number thirteen. Yeah, he wouldn't be very good at ten. I. I'm not surprised. He really wants to play 13. Yeah. He doesn't want to be on the wing. No. I think he'll play on the wing if he had to type thing. But, oh, he'd definitely but put he on wants the shirt. To, he wants to put a marker down that, no, listen, I want to be taken as a 13, not as a, you know, 11, 14, yeah. and I could play in the midfield. So, yeah, I've got, I'm no doubt. And actually, he is putting that marker down for me. He's playing and well. I, and I know that he made a couple of mistakes last year, but I, I really feel they hung him out to dry They last did, didn't year. they? Yeah. So, for me, he is the best 13. He isn't the finished article, but he'll never be the finished article unless they play him at 13. Unless they give him a chance. And actually, they need to start playing doing... someone else with them all the time at 12. Yeah. That's going to help him. Yeah. Get better. I agree. Do Talk... you think? Do you think he's the best 13 at the moment in the country? He's the most dangerous 13 in the country. That, that wasn't my question. On attack, does he have some work in his defence? Yes. I think what is helps he him the best is... overall package? 100%. I think what helps him on defence is his speed, where someone might make a break through him, but he's, he's quick enough to catch up with him at some point. Yeah, but at international level, that's yeah. often too late. Very true. The ball has moved. The player's moved on. Do you know what I did think was interesting? This is a little bit of what caught your eye. Steady Eddie. So Steady Eddie won the game on Saturday. Yes. This could be the moment that Ben Youngs gets cut. This could the, be the was moment. Was it the half time? Well, it's just that, right? Steady Eddie before loves to prove a point, but once he's proved his point, he can then go and do what, what, he, what he needs to. What he needs to. So, you know, Ben Young, Young's played well on the weekend. So now might be the time that actually Eddie Jones goes, oh, I'll prove my point. I see, yeah, he can play international. He can win at the highest level. But now we'll go in a different direction. Yeah. So it will be really interesting. Now, if he doesn't go in a different direction, I think England are in a lot of trouble. So who do you, do you think it's just one person or do you think he'll get rid of a couple? I think he should get, or he should look to bring in at least a couple. I think you need to think Which about... Which positions do so you think? I think? Do you think their forward pack's doing okay? I think their forward pack's okay, but you've got to look at Billy Number and think, yeah. is he is he longevity-wise? 
I think they've got a. I think it's Mark Wilson at flanker who who really isn't gonna isn't up to it now in yeah, my opinion. But I know they have Underhill to come back. Yes, you could blood in you know a Sam Simmons. So you know, is it an opportunity there? Uh, I think the other big question is if you're not going to have Tuolangi, who do you play at twelve? Is Farrell at at ten? You know, and these are the or is questions. Farrell in the team. Farrell's definitely in the team. Why? He's definitely in the team. He is. He's just. I just can't see him not being in the team. But my point is this: if he's going to make the changes, he'll make the changes now, right? If he doesn't make the changes, then England are, there's no way they win the World Cup. And I'll I'll put money on it now. If he doesn't look to replace Billy. Sort out who's going to play 10 long-term, who's going to play 9 long-term, and who's going to play flanker long-term, so into the World Cup. Yeah. Even who's going to start at 2 and who's going to come off the bench. If he doesn't sort out those things, then... He's got a lot to sort out then, eh? Then, then they're going to have no chance. Yeah. My next one is um, a really good bit of play by Jimmy Gopeth, who... Sportsmanship. Sportsmanship, yeah. yeah. Who's basically turned around. The referee didn't know whether it was a try. Went to check it. And Jimmy Gopeth went, mate, he got the ball down. And it goes back to the captain's challenge idea where referees make the decisions and the players only ask if. And that's exactly what Steady Eddie was going on about earlier, wasn't he? About the captain's challenge remark. I think he was saying that we don't have a captain's challenge, yeah. and and but there seemed like there was on yes. one on Saturday. But Maybe my, they need to get it. But in New Zealand, they're trialing it, but they're yeah. trialing it incorrectly. You know, it very simply is referees make all the decisions. If the, they get it clear and obviously wrong, the players will pull them up on it. Yeah, isn't that what they're doing? No, they still can check. Oh, you know, right. the referees okay. still Got, check. Yeah, yeah. They don't have to make a decision. The game still. You know what I mean? Yes. So it would be far more exciting if they just made over a decision and the re- and the players went. Actually, I think you're wrong, referee. I'm going to use Mr. my challenge. Referee, yeah, yeah. Over Interesting. To, over to you, mate. Well, I'm I'm done, bud. Is that it? Is that <laughs> all you've got? Is that what, three, all the three work stories? Yeah, that you've done. You've only done. Do two. you know what? My back is so sore from carrying you through all of these podcasts. That hurts me, actually. That's offended me. I think you'll find my back hurts. It's offended me. Go on, mate. Let's move on to the results. No, I'm not interested. Um, rubbish rugby. Oh, Premiership rugby, sorry. Uh, London Irish. Uh, they beat the Worcester Warriors 20 points to 17. Now, again, we say it all the time, but that's a game of two halves, isn't it? Certainly is, mate. <laughs> Certainly is. And then we've got the Leicester Tigers beating Gloucester 20 points to 14. That was a brutal game. That was a game that you wouldn't want to watch. Oh, really? But you would love to play in Uh, if you're a forward. Oh, not forward. Uh, Northampton Saints beat Sale Sharks, which is good to see, 17-14. Exeter Chiefs 21, Harlequins 20. Some close games, actually, isn't there? Bath versus Newcastle, 38-19. Bristol versus Wasps, 37-20. I've got a few little things. We're not going to do much caught your eye on the premiership. Charles Piatau was amazing. Unbelievable. 
You've put down best 15. Is that in the world or in premiership? Uh, definitely in the premiership. It's very difficult to say in the world because he's not playing on that world stage. And he is kind of playing against non-internationals at the moment. But it is men versus boys. Yeah. The boys. The boys. Um, Exeter Chiefs, like, were found found a way to win. But how bad is their pitch? It's sandy. It's it. called Sandy Park for yeah. two reasons. <laughs> Obviously, because it's got so much sand on it. Yeah. But it was horrific. I've never seen a premiership pitch look that bad. Um, and I thought Harlequins are still good. You know, Harlequins well, are still third. They're third, yeah. aren't they? And I, st- I think they they got ex- they're exciting to watch. Right, really like them. Danny Kier playing his best rugby I've ever seen him as well. Quality. So Bristol are first, Exeter are second, Harlequins third, and Sale Sharks yeah. are fourth. London Irish are fifth, and Northampton Saints are sixth. And we'll finish it there. The Six Nations. How did you think about the Six Nations on the weekend, Topes? What did I think about it? Right, as in the quality of the rugby. I mean, France were electric. That game, that's the only game I watched. So, France were unbelievably good in the first half. Oh, so good. But you've got to give it to England and say they played more attractive rugby. They actually played some rugby. They actually threw they the didn't ball around. Kick it away no, the they whole didn't. time. No, it was it was a good game to watch actually as the, as a neutral. Yeah, the Scotland Island game. So let's go through the scores. So Scotland <clears> twenty four, <throat> Ireland twenty seven. I thought that Scotland were poor and Ireland yeah. were good, but again, are they as good as people are saying? I think England are going to come and smash them. Who Ireland? They'll smash yeah. them. They'll smash them. Uh and I hate to say that. I, you know, obviously, we'd love Ireland to win. Yes. But I just think that they don't have enough in the backs, especially. Could probably match them in a lot the of forwards, areas. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think they're dynamic enough. Um, England versus France. Obviously, that was 23-20 to England. And Italy, Wales. Italy were absolutely shocking. And Wales are very good at 48 points to 7. 27 nil half time, you'd be, you'd so be loving what, that, actually. So Wales, you? mate, they're leading, they're leading the they leaderboard. Are. They haven't lost. They can't lose. <laughs> well, they can. Oh, they can. They've, got, they've got France. They can lose. They could definitely lose against France. Yeah. So if France win their next two games, they could win the Six Nations. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Who have they got? So they've still got Scotland... And they've and, got Wales. And they've got Wales. They're two big asks, actually. They are two big asks, you yeah. know, because Wales and Scotland are good sides. They've proven it. Yeah, they have. Um, I think if they beat Wales, they'll beat Scotland. But I could definitely see them, like, being French and losing to the Welsh and then going... Like, oh, we're not even going to play against Scotland. We'll just, we'll and just, then thrashing them. We'll just can, we'll just can the yeah. game off. Um, but anyway, over to the Super yeah, Rugby. Super Rugby. There's some, there, do you know what? There's some good games and there was some... And I think Razor Dazza mentioned this in his, his recent email. In his essay? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're was good, it a bit though. shorter today? Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? You I never learned, forward them on. I learned, you never forward them on. I learn more from Razor Dazza's emails than I do talking to you. Oh, yeah. You never forward them on. It's poor, really. It's too poor. large to forward on, mate. It's like, you know, you try and forward it on, it's like... it's like <laughs> The bar. 
Righto, Blues versus the Highlanders. 39-17, good one for the Blues. Yeah, very good one for the Blues. Uh, this is pro- was this the game of the week? Oh, easy, easily the game of the week. Brumbies uh, v Reds. Yeah, Brumbies versus the Reds. Uh, 38-40 to the Reds. Then we've got Crusaders, 39, Chiefs, 17. When are they going to win? And then we've got the Force versus the Rebels, 10-7. Oh, yuck. What an awful... The Force could have won that. But when are the Chiefs going to win? When are the Chiefs going to win? I, They'll pull one out of the bag against someone ridiculous. They'll beat Auckland or something like that. Blues. Anyway, so Brumbies are top uh, of the Australian Conference with Reds and the Rebels, but the Reds and the Rebels, oh, everyone actually, has only played three apart from the Brumbies. So they've got a game in hand. <clears throat> and then we've got the, um, oh, we'll just skip to second place, the Blues, and then we've got Highlanders, Hurricanes and Chiefs. It's been actually... I did say that I thought the Crusaders would struggle this year. And I mean, they, don't get me wrong. When they play, they when they play Auckland, that'll be a hell of a game. That'll be a good. That's next week, isn't it? Yeah, but um, they've been good so far. Yeah, they have. They been have good so far. But Tobes, yeah, what caught your eye, mate? So, this, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that top bit for my um, last segment. But I am gonna say this: the French have two great tens. Now they only played one, Jelly Baby, and. Yeah, Jelly Baby. And Antimac was on the bench. Didn't come on. Do you think if he had come on, he would have spiced it up a bit? Oh. Bearing in mind he's coming back from injury. I think that that may have made a big difference. But I'm not sure whether or not it was Jelly... Jelly Bear is his actual name. I just call him Jelly Baby. Um, no, you call him Jelly Baby. <laughs> um... I'm not sure whether it was just him that I think that France were, I, I've never seen them play so well. well. My next one is young, um, energetic, you know, enthusiastic. I think COVID. I mean, England are undoubtedly a very, very fit they side. Are. Yeah. I think a month off rugby, drinking wine, yeah. it lo- eating it, baguettes. Yeah, that's right. Croissants. Do you know what I mean? It didn't do the French any favours. No. Um, and I think they ran out of gas. I, I, I think I the last 20... No, there was a middle part of the second half where they were flat. Yeah. I mean, they came out of the changing rooms and, like, you could tell... When they came you out of the changing tell, rooms... Yeah. Like, I wrote here. I wrote here. France are... Un, I mean, I'll, I'll go through it. France were amazing. France are just, like, the best team ever. Uh, wow, wow, wow. They're awesome. And then I watched them run out of the changing rooms... And I watched England run out of the change rooms. And I went, oh, I'm not going to write anymore because they look knackered. England's intent, though, when they came out, they looked like they wanted it more. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think that the French probably wanted it, but, you know. they were they didn't have. They were suffering from four weeks of no rugby. Yeah, And potentially quite a few of their their squad having COVID. And we know that affects the lungs. Mm-hmm. And they're knackered. And I'm not sure whether the French kind of work ethic when it comes to going above and beyond in the training is up there. Is up there. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to give it to England. They had a, they had an exceptional second half. 
France were naive, which I'm going to talk about. And maybe they needed to bring a few more players off their bench a little bit earlier. And maybe, I think they yeah. played to a plan, and that plan... Didn't necessarily work. Didn't necessarily so work. So my, uh, what caught my eye in Super Rugby AU was the Blues, oh, the Blues, the Brumbies-Reds game. This is a, that was a classic Super Rugby match. High well, scoring, good skills, running from anywhere. I used to say the boring Brumbies. You did. Not anymore. No, not no Not more. anymore. I mean, I know they lost, but they, they, were, they, they led the whole game. Well, they didn't. Apart, well, <laughs> apart from the final try. Um, and then Pattaya's try was class. They led the whole... They lost. Yeah, but you're right. Not until right to the end did the Reds... Pattaya's try was was good. Like, how did he even score it? The kick through, the ball oh, went yeah, one side, yeah, yeah, he went yeah, the yeah, other yeah, side, yeah, and then yeah, he yeah. broke he came his back around, and didn't he? scored it. Yeah. He Bounce is a special player, isn't he? Bounce of the ball, yeah. And when you look at that red side... He's a Quade Cooper playing at sort of 13. He does things that you wonder how he's done it. Yeah. Um, and actually, that Reds team, they've got a number of those game breakers in there. Harry Wilson yeah. playing at eight. Tate McDermott playing at nine. You've got O'Connor playing at 10 as well. He's more a safe option at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. But yeah, he's he, doing he's things. doing a very very good job. Yeah. Um, you know that there's no well there's no real weaknesses in their side. No. Whereas you'd go over to the Brumbies and you'd normally say there isn't, and there isn't many weaknesses in the Brumbies. The Brumbies are a very very good side as well. But where I thought was a noticeable difference was at ten. So you got Lolasio, who's young, slightly naive compared to O'Connor. Who yeah. would have thought five or six years ago that we'd be talking about James O'Connor in such a shining light? Being playing a mature at 10, player. Being a mature player who, who literally got the Reds, in my opinion, over the line. Yeah. He, they took the threes. They collected the threes when they needed to. They didn't always kick to the corner, even though they were running side. I've got to give Razzle Dazzle again uh, some credit here. Mate, you've got a bit of brown stuff on your nose. Absolutely, um, but I was so impressed with them, yeah. and we've been talking about it. You know, this young team. Well, you know, they're starting to mature into a fine red they're wine. Gonna be, they are going to be. They are going to be a Did hard like nut. A to fine crack. red wine. No, it was rubbish. And then um, in the Super Rugby AU, there were two games that were the same score. Did you notice? You talking that? about Super Rugby Aotearoa? What did I say? AU. AU. Oh, Super Rugby Aotearoa. Um, yeah, there were two games that were the same score. You didn't notice that, did you? No, I didn't know. Yeah. I think it was 39-17, if I scroll back up. 39-17, Blues. 39-17, Crusaders. Crusaders. Don't see that very often. Um, Blues are looking brilliant again. They are looking good. They ran away with that game, really, didn't they? Did they run away with it because the Highlanders didn't turn up? Maybe a bit of both. I think that's the... That's the first time I've watched a game where the Highlanders have played that I think they've not put not in a shift, a hunt, yeah, or much as much of a shift as they needed to. So I've put here Blues looking brilliant again, hard team to beat, as are the Crusaders. Now that I, I it took me a while to actually write <laughs> that, and I didn't want to, but the Crusaders looking very very good. You know, it will be a good game between them. And then they've got 
Fying a Nuku. And however, how did he score that try? <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, it was ridiculous. You know, the media over here went wild over, was it Ben May's try? Johnny May. Oh, Johnny May, sorry. Yeah. They would have gone wild. Oh, I mean, I actually outrageous. still do not know how he scored <laughs> But that. then I've put here, great from the TMO as well. Wasn't a clear and obvious mistake from the referee, so it was given. Yeah. Agree with it. Mate, let's, um, I just want to go and quickly move over quickly move over to the Six Nations. This is what I picked up from the weekend. Great comment came out from Miles Watson, the commentator, doing the Italy-Wales game. Right. And he said, Italy have got more wooden spoons than a kitchen drawer. And he's true, isn't he? Uh, You know, who was the last team to win the wooden spoon that wasn't Italy? It would probably be Scotland, I'm guessing. But I don't know. Um, I love Jelly Babies, and I love Jelly Bear. I thought he was absolutely amazing He's, first half. Yeah, a little bit naive in the second half, and that led to uh, the more experienced ten, which was George Ford, controlling the game a little bit more. And England looked a lot better. You know, you've got to give them England credit. England looked better in the second half, and that's where you close out a game. And this is where I go: manage your ups and downs. So over the weekend, you look at the the best teams, and you'd say. The Reds, England, and the Crusaders. Yeah. Not so much the Blues because they ran away with it. Yeah. I know the Crusaders ran away with it, but they ran away with it in the second half, right? Yes. Um, all of these teams manage the ups and downs of a game of rugby. And even in the game of rugby where, it, uh, you know, Japan would loot, lost to Australia by 140 yeah. something points, they would have had their ups. They obviously had their downs. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of them as well. But every team has their ups and their downs in a game of rugby. And it's the the teams that are really, really consistent, manage their downs well and control, keep their ups going for as long as they possibly can. And we saw that very, very clearly. The Crusaders did that very, very well. You know, they might have a short run of play that they're behind the eight ball, but it doesn't last very long. England in the second half came through strong. And the Reds, when it really mattered, they took yeah. their threes, they stayed in the game, and they won. Yeah, agreed. Um, I thought Scotland, Ireland, I've mentioned this, I thought Scotland were really poor. And I think COVID's hit them. They didn't have COVID, but they haven't played in four weeks. They yeah. were rusty. I was amazed after watching the first half that they got anywhere near to Ireland. And it did take some freak tries. I mean, the the, the try that Finn Russell scored was oh, was class. unbelievable, yeah. How good's he? But it could be the best thing that's ever happened to France, losing to England. They're going to come back hungrier. They're going to come back determined. And it could be the worst thing that's happened to England because they beat them now. Eddie, Eddie Jones is right. Yeah. He won't change his team. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. What about in Super Rugby AU, mate? I think I agree with you, mate. The Brumbies were great. Yeah. The Rebels, um, you know, the Rebels, with if you took Coram Betty out and Matt Tamur out, they're, they're very, very... Average. Average. Yeah. Um, force played okay, but the, the, the Rebels deserved the win. I just think this game, this Australian game, the Brumbies v the Reds, it's so good for Australian rugby. You got Brumbies are good type. Yes. Brum, Brumbies will give any New Zealand franchise a run for its money. And arguably you'd say 
the Brumbies would beat the Highlanders, if you ask me. They'd beat the Hurricanes. Yeah, and the Chiefs. And the Chiefs. Yeah. So if the Brumbies are doing that, then all of a sudden, geez, the Reds. Yeah. So it's going to be a heck of a competition. It was the way that, you know, the tries were scored because they were good tries. Do we think that the attack was just amazing or do we think that the defense was poor? Are you talking about the Brumbies? I'm talking about the Brumbies-Reds game, yeah. I think that they, um, they've got game breakers. Yeah, they do. They've got, especially the Reds. They've got, and this is a comment we made in a few podcasts, is I think it's so important that you have game breakers. You know, no longer can you run round teams. You've got to run over them and around them. Yeah. And I think the Reds... Or make plays that you can go through them. Yeah. You know, I think the Reds did that slightly better than yeah. the Brumbies. But, you, man, the Brumbies... It was just so nice to see the Brumbies throw the ball around a little bit. Yes, that's what I mean, yeah. You know, get like, out again, of Again, going back to zone. a classic super rugby match. The ball just moves so quickly. Yeah. That, you know, so I think the Aussies do it really well, actually. Like, they move the ball really quickly. And the Aussies run onto the ball really nicely. From so play. from Especially def- forwards-wise. Forwards. Yeah. It's really nice to see, actually, the New Zealand teams doing this a lot better but this also, year. But also, yeah, we are. But the Aussies, they use their forwards as pivots. Yes. Like, you know, they could either tip on or they throw it out the back. And more than more often than not, they are throwing it out the back. Yeah. Yeah, more, I, think, know, and, I and, think that's the big change. Is And that's if, also what I saw with the French team as well. Yeah, the French were very, yeah. very good on it. it the, they're Ball handling skills of the Fords have gone are, through are the like Kiwi ones. Yes. And I think that's the big change that I've seen this year is, and I hope this goes into international rugby, teams are moving away from passing it to their Fords and their Fords, the dominant response is they run and smash in. Yeah, head first. And now what we're seeing is that the sort of more often than not, it's going out the back and out wider. Yeah. And that's exciting to see. I hope it's not just Super Rugby. No, that's right. But I have something we saw the French do it. We yeah. are seeing England do it. Yeah. Um, Scotland and Ireland are a little bit more classical, you'd probably say. Maybe that's because they don't have the weapons out wide. Or the Ford's um, good enough to do it. I think the Ford's are good enough, but you've got maybe a few more traditional yeah. props in their yeah. team. What about in um, Super Rugby Aotearoa? What caught your eye there, bud? Six ABs in the Blues Ford pack. Hosking's a tutu. Brilliant. Absolutely do you like, brilliant. Do you like how um, Akira Yuani is playing at six? Love it. He's playing great. I just, you know that. Him and, him and Hoskins are very similar, aren't they? Hoskins Running for me, wise. yeah. But Hoskins is, is special. I think he's special. <laughs> And I don't mean that learning support. I mean <laughs> oh, that he's a special player. Yeah. He could be a special player for the for New Zealand moving forward. I haven't seen. I haven't seen a young talent in the forwards like that for a very long time. He's just very good in the lineouts. He's he. I think how he's, good is he off the back of a scrum? Yeah, and that's the different. Billy Vonapola used to be. Quick off the back of a scrum. Yes. And he's not so quick anymore. No. I think he's possibly had Too many pies. a couple of donuts. A couple of pies at the BP. 
Two dollar pie. Um, but Hosking Satudu off the back of the scrum just gains meters for fun. I just think he's got great hands. He's got a good engine on him. He he could be. Oh man, we'll find out. Eh? He could be. Could he be a hundred cap player? I think he could. Yeah. I, I I really like him. I think he's, you heard it here first. I think he, and I'm 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 trying to struggle to get my words out. But we talk about a Richie McCaw. Now he's not going to be a Richie McCaw because he's an eight. But I think he maybe not being leadership wise, but I've not seen him play a bad game. So he's very very consistent, and he's consistently brilliant. So. If he can add a few little strings to his bow, maybe turning over the ball a little bit more. Oh God. I'm dying. <laughs> you know, I'm really excited by him. But, uh, you know, they've got six forwards. Uh, they've got six ABs in the forwards. Their backs aren't quite as strong, but out wide, they are fire. So, Orterly Black, he kicked so well off the tee. He did, yeah. But he's a shoveler. He's a shoveler. He's, a, he's an Owen Farrell of New Zealand. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's not going to run through you, is no. he? No. Um, I just think the Highlanders didn't turn up. And forward passes. There was lots of forward passes, but I like the rule. Play on unless it's clear and obvious. Yes. If it's not clear and obvious, That's right. don't worry about it. Right, we've got a couple of questions here. Now, well, we've got one. Now, I, I really like this first one. Yeah, I really like it too. Okay, so, <clears throat> dear... Because I think people think that we're joking. No. Don't they? No, we're definitely not joking. <laughs> anyway, here we go. I don't like how he started, though. He's gone, Dear Damo and Toby. It should be Dear Toby and Damo. Anyway, uh, many thanks for putting on a great weekly podcast. I'm a long-time listener, first-time emailer. Like that. I do like that. Um, who's this from, by the way? Ryan. No, no other name. Ryan. From the Twitter? No, from uh, Gmail. Up oh, from the Gmail. Um, my question to you both is: You have, oh, you give Owen Farrell a lot of stick, but do you really think he's a poor player? So, shall we answer that question first? No. Okay. Perfect. Secondly, <laughs> who else in world rugby do you equally dislike? Thanks again. Love the podcast, especially when Toby wins the quiz. I hate this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, thank you for putting me first. Uh, <laughs> is the only good thing you've done. So do we really think he's a poor player? Now, I'm I'm going to let you answer this question first. Why? Because... Oh, what I've written down. Go on. Uh, used to think he's a good player. Yeah. A good kicker, but not anymore. He just shovels. Beep. So I, when he first came out, very good player, as in came out. Playing rugby for England. Oh, okay, go. <laughs> Sorry, that was quite sharp for you. <laughs> Are you feeling okay? I just gave you the look, didn't I? Whoa, Ooh. the look. <laughs> Ooh, um, it's like the look on. And then when he the came last. <laughs> I've never really liked him. No, is he a good player? Uh, no, I don't think he. I mean, he is a good player, but he's not what he used to be. See, I disagree. I. I think that Owen Farrell is consistently average in every element of the game. Apart very from, good kicker. Apart from a couple of very important areas. So, 
if you want a 10 that's going to play a specific game plan for the whole 80 minutes, who's going to pin the opposition back, who's going to play quite a defensive orientated game, but you're likely to win, I think Owen Farrell is amazing at that. I think he's a very, very good defensive player. Better 12 or better 10? Well, he's, for me... I think he defends quite well at that, that 10 channel. He he is a much better 10 than he is a 12. Yeah. But if you want England to play an attractive style of rugby, then he's not the man for you. Yes. Do you want to win? The answer is yes. He's a 10. If you want to play rugby that you will sell out, Twickenham, they'll come anyway because there's loads of people with loads of money. Yeah. But who's going to excite the, the crowd, then he's not the guy for you. But he is an incredibly talented and driven individual when it comes yeah. to how much he loves playing rugby. So is he good? My problem is this. You know, answer If you don't have him playing outside, if you don't have the right people playing around him, yeah. You've got a real problem with them. He is a shoveler. He doesn't set up someone. He doesn't. He doesn't put anyone into space. Okay. Okay. He doesn't run into space himself. He shovels the ball at twelve. Therefore, you must have Tuolingi playing or someone like Tuolingi. A game breaker outside. A game breaker outside him okay. because he's not going to put them into space. No. So that they have to put themselves into there. That's right. Okay. So, so, so do I think he's a really good player? I do think, but he's he, we've got a problem because he's too defensive at ten, and he's not exciting enough at twelve. No, but he's a key individual to have. Is he good to come off the bench? No, no, I don't think he should be in the team. Who don't you like? There's no one I don't like as equally. <laughs> Just you, you like as I much. Put, I put Mario Toje. Hate him. <laughs> Pretty much England in general. <laughs> oh. So I agree with your first one, definitely. Sinclair. Yeah, thug. Same with Genge, thug. Don't like him. Let's be honest, I'm going to come out here and say most of these is for personality reasons. Yes. So you've got Otoje, you've got um, Sinclair, you've got Genge, you've got Sexton, because yeah. of the fact that they were just all that kind of in-your-face, rub-the-hair, you know, nasty, nasty. Now, New Zealand have had many of those as yeah, well. Yeah, I agree, but we, we support We love New them Zealand, because so. they're Kiwis, yes, right? but we love them. Yeah, oh, we love them because a, we support his, them. His bark's worse than his bite. No, no, his bite. <laughs> I can think of a view that their bite was a lot worse than their bark. And the, the fingers and eyes, Richard Lowe, remember? Ooh, That's not good, though, is it? Not good, no. but... So I just don't like them because of the way that they are. Yeah. But then there was a few that I disliked because of their, they were completely and utterly overrated. Right. And, and who are they? Percy Montgomery. Oh, how good was he? And he had long, luscious hair that I'm jealous of. But like mine. Ooh, ooh. No, I just didn't think he was that, that good. No, he wasn't. Great kicker. Great kicker, yeah. But that's all he could do. Matt Cooper, playing. he's the only all black that I come up with. Danny All Black that I truly went, oh, Matt Cooper at like fullback. Him. I don't even know who he is. Terrible, mate. Terrible. It was a disgrace to the All Black race. <laughs> you know who I don't really Lee like? Lee Stensness as well. Oh, average. Justin Marshall. 
Oh no, I love Justin, <laughs> Justin Marshall. Marshall. He's a Cantab. Well, he's yeah. not a Cantab, but he played for Canterbury. The other ones that I dislike because they were so goddamn good. Mm. George Gregan. Yeah, class. Hated that guy. Yeah. It's like, damn you, George Gregan. And Johnny Wilkinson annoyed overrated. me so much. Overrated. No, not overrated. He was class. He used to win games on his own. He was so good defensively as well. So good defensively. He kicked every goal under the sun. Yeah. And he, he the amount of games that he manufactured England winning. Yeah. You know, can't take it away from no. him. No. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to just add another one in here. French referees. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Actually, they go to the top of the list. They are Joy above. Joy Neville. <laughs> <laughs> they are above. Owen Farrell. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, definitely not. Right. My question to you, Damo. Do, do you genuinely, like, I genuinely, like, I just don't like him. Like, no. Nah. I don't know him. No, nah, don't care. But he's a good guy, apparently. Apparently a very good guy. Um, <laughs> I don't, just don't like him. No. Nah. There are people like that, though. I'm sure every listener around, or listening to us, I don't know why you're doing that, but <laughs> listening to us, you'll go... Yeah, I, I know someone like that. I yeah, just hate. And you have it in your personal life as well, don't you? I definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my question to you, mate: on current form, who would you pick at twelve and thirteen? Now, I like how you've gone: New Zealand, Oz, and England. Right on current form, who would I have? And I think, before you even say anything, I think Australia. I'd pick. You agree with me? Yeah, 100%. Wow. I feel honoured. But I would pick them above New Zealand and England. Really? Yep. All right. Okay, interesting. Now, for New Zealand, I've got Rico at 13 and Goodhue at 12. Now, I'm going to have to explain this, right? I don't like that. Rico at 13, because I think Rico I mean. is just 100% the best 13. I agree. Goodhue at 12 to help him. Because he's boring not because he's boring he's experienced he's a good player and i think that they would complement each other quite well right good you puts people into space but then i've got lamarpe off the bench at at 12 at 12 okay but the weekend of rugby oh, how good was he though david harvilli was so, i mean we both so, we were so good at twelve, and I don't like, I don't like Crusaders, but no. I was frothing over him. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but I mean, um, we, we were both pretty excited yeah. about it, though, weren't we? But it, honestly, it was a masterclass of how to play at twelve. He ran round them. Yeah, he ran through them. His pass was great. His pass was yep. absolutely fantastic. He took the ball to the line and created space for his outsides. He was exceptional at 12. And I I have to say, I haven't seen anyone in New Zealand play as good a game at 12 as that. For a very long time. I'm almost, I always overrate things. You do, don't you? Know, you? But I almost say, I don't think I've ever seen anyone play a more complete game at 12 than David Harvilli on Saturday. And, I, and I'm absolutely... <laughs> That's such genuine. a joke. That's no. such a joke. That's how good I think he was. So 
I'm putting him in the mix. Now, I would love to see and hope that he plays the rest of the season at 12. Yeah. For the Oz, I think Hunter Paisami has oh, been how good unbelievable been? this year. Uh, I was really surprised they picked him last year, but it just shows that I know nothing. No, that's correct. Yeah. And Jordan Pataya, I think he was great on Saturday. I know they like to play him on the wing. I know he can play on the wing quite nicely. I think nicely. he's more dangerous in the midfield. I definitely agree. Then we've got Farrell at 12 and yeah. Tuolangi. Yeah. I'm going to go Farrell at 12. Yeah. I think George Ford has to play at 10 he's if good. they want to play yeah. the attacking style. Farrell can play at 12 if he's got two and Lange outside him. pass right out to Tuolangi. A little bit, but you know he can shovel it to Tuolangi as well. Yes, that's true. But if you don't want to go Farrell and you want to go an outside bet, O'Connor of Bristol Bears, excellent player. Okay. Excellent player. And Ollie Lawrence at 13. So he came off the bench, didn't he? Ollie Lawrence. Never yeah. heard of him until he came good player. on the pitch. He is a good player, and, and I think he's got a what future. What about um, the fella who went to the Blues, Marchant? Yeah, he's he's not bad, but he's he's very slight. So, you know, he's this is small, the, is he? Yeah. This is the problem when you've got Farrell, who's slight. Yeah. Ford, who's slight. And then Slade. Now, Slade's actually quite a big guy. He is, but, but he's, he's still. Not, I don't rate he, him. I wouldn't say he's powerful. No. You need a power You need a power player there. Yeah. So those are my picks. Okay. Now, my question to you, Tobes, is if you were given the role of designing and building a new stadium in Christchurch, what would, it, what would you build and why? Oh, that'd be amazing. I'd build a stadium with seats in it so people could watch rugby. It would have steep stands... Okay, so it would be uh, a bit like uh, the Forsyth bar. bar, also in the way where it is covered. So you'd, you'd definitely have it covered. I'd have it indoors, yep, have it indoors. Um, it, it won't be a huge stadium. Mm-hmm. So we, we sort of chatted about this, actually, didn't we? And we, we sort of said, do we make a bigger stadium? So what, 30,000? And then... When there is Super Rugby, you cover the seats. So it's currently happening in uh, the Premier League of football, soccer football, yeah. where they cover the seats with loads of banners. You know, it'll be advertising, it'll be uh, quotes from the club or club symbols or whatever. And it actually looks really good instead of just looking at seats. So when there's a Super Rugby match in there, you pack a certain part or certain sort of level of the stadium with people and then you cover the seats with those banners. Yeah. Now, I asked a question to um, Nathan, actually, and I asked, where would you rather be watching a game? Would it be close to the pitch or higher up? He's a footballer, though. He's a footballer. And I reckon he's going to say higher up. Yeah, I would rather watch rugby higher up as well because then I can see the game more. I wouldn't want to be at player level. Yeah, I, I do. <coughs> I think there's a sweet spot. With football, I think the higher up you are, almost the better. Because you can see more of the game. Yeah, I, you can see possibilities. Yeah. But I think with rugby, there's that sweet spot. You don't want to be too far away because then you can't see what's no, going on. No, that's why I'm, I'm steep stand. Steep stands. So it wouldn't matter. So I would potentially cover the bottom. And then have people up the top, because they wouldn't be too far away, where mm. they're like, oh, who's that player? 
So, I've also put down here retractable seating. Would I want that closer to the pitch? I don't think I would. But would retractable seats be acceptable higher up? Don't know. Don't know how to work it. I reckon you want to have about for a Super Rugby game fifteen thousand. Yeah, max. But then for your test matches, you've got to have at you least thirty thousand. Twenty-five, thirty thousand. Yeah, I agree. And there lies your problem because if you don't have that, then they won't play. And that's why as I've many said, games. That's why I've said sort of thirty thousand. So it's not huge like Eden Park or Twickenham. Yeah, but it's not. Tiny, like I don't know. We could go Rotorua Stadium. Yeah. Rotorua so, so I'm going to go Stadium. one further, and I'm going to say you need to have both. You need to have it so it looks like fifteen. It's sold out. Yeah. And not like I know you're saying about covering up the seats. I reckon you shouldn't. You shouldn't vis- visibly be able to see the seats at all. So they need to come up with an interesting way of hiding those completely. How do you do that? I reckon, you know, rather than, yeah, having in like an upper level that you banner off. Or or, would you, would you go a stand bigger than the other and then you've got the video on that stand? So I think Liverpool, is it Liverpool? Maybe, but also at Eden Park, there's one bigger stand than the other. Yeah. And the camera's always on that bigger stand. Quite like the symmetrical nature of so do I yeah so do I but I, know, I know what you mean like having a real big stand on one side and then actually a small one on the other because Forsyth Bar is the only stadium that's sort of just rugby yes the but I think it should just be rugby cricket. I yes. think it should oh, just definitely. be rugby 100% definitely. there's lots of you know cricket Hagley Park yeah, they can put temporary stadium and you know that type of thing covers it so I just think that they come up with interesting ways of hiding seats. Yeah. You know, as you say, retractable seats. Yeah. Where it's like they never exist and then all oh, they exist. Or is that wow. what, what you do? You have retractable seats that are close to the pitch. So then when it's super rugby you're a bit further away but you're still quite high. Yeah, maybe. Dunno. Maybe. I wouldn't want to be doing it anyway, bud. Come up with a new way of hiding seats is my my challenge to anyone. Right, mate. Finish off the show. Yeah? What we're doing with that? We're doing Play Play of the Week. I mean, I was going to say it with you. Oh, sorry. Play of the Week. Are you ready? okay. So, Toby, how are we going to finish off the show? Play Play of of the the Week. week. So poor. Village. Never doing it Bad idea, mate. It was. Right. I've got Dupont. Now, his Play of the Week is his try. Uh, France scored in the first two seconds, minutes. 80 seconds in. And it was a chip by the winger, but it started with Dupont's pass, and it you know it went pass, 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 Dupont, pass, pass again, chips it over, and then he fiddles with it and scores. Good try. And I sort of said, didn't I? I said, it's a bit like that Welsh try. Where it's gone forward out the hand, but then he's controlled it and it's gone backwards. Yes, you did. But obviously DuPont has caught it and he scored the try. Yeah. It was class. It was class. There were so many this week. There was, in the premiership, Danny Kier's try was, well actually, Danny Kier's disallowed try where he kicked the ball through and they came through that was disallowed 
for some reason knock on at the back of the screen. It was fantastic. It was brilliant. Um, we also had Jelly Bears. Jelly Bears pass that he gave, so he pumped it once. Yeah, that was And then class. Johnny May comes in on and he just tips it over top of Johnny May's shoulder. Yeah. Puts him into space. That was absolute class. We had Finn Russell's try where if you haven't watched the highlights of the uh, Scotland game, well worth it, where um, Hogg kicks it off his face, <laughs> then off his foot, then Finn Russell gets it, kicks it, and it hits James Lowe, goes up, and he gets it and scores it. Absolutely brilliant, but real bit of luck there. Yeah. Then Richie Mawanga. Oh, yeah. I mean, Richie Mawanga at 10 was exceptional on the I weekend. I wonder if he was on player cam, because in New Zealand you can, uh, there's a, an option of player cam, and it just follows that one player the whole game. He would have been a fantastic person to have on player cam. Yeah. But it's not Richie Moanga, because I think he made a couple of errors with his chipping chip kicks that in a test match would have really but cost him. But was that because they were under advantage? Not always. Right. For me, the play of the week goes to David R. Villy. I've, as I say, I've, I've never seen, or very, very rarely, I'm trying to look back in my mind, yeah. a more complete 12 performance, and I can't give it. And it wasn't just one thing that he did. He didn't do anything wrong. Uh, he hasn't played a lot this year so far, and he didn't it was play just much last year, did he? Great, he was absolutely fantastic. And I remember I said to you, don't I? I like David Havili in the centres. Yes. That was before the game started. I'm yeah. glad he's he's there. And I hope he's in there when they play again. Yeah, I think because he, he, he can play at 15 very well. He can play on the wing well, but boy, can he play at 12? Yeah. Well. Now I think it was his pass that went to out out to fire Fanganuku to then score his try. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I mean that could have been that the fire Nuku try could have been the play of the. That's that's what that's what I put down, but it was <laughs> class though. Eh? It was class. It was class, but it started with a David Harvey pass, and when he passed it, I said, "That's a Ma'anonu pass." You did, you did, mate. Brilliant. So mine's going to David Harvey. Yours yep. is going to go to Fanga Nuku. I think he said Dupont. No, I've got two down there. Oh, right. So, <laughs> Bainuku's try. Yeah. Great try. It's been at the end of another week. Some great rugby coming Always up this week. Always a pleasure, never a chore with you, bud. Crusaders versus Blues. That's going to be fantastic. England versus Ireland. Yeah, that'll be good. But we've also got Wales, Wales versus France. France. Oh, how much rugby? Italy are going to lose again. Correct. Shock horror. Yeah, Chiefs will probably lose again too. Who are they playing? Don't know. Don't know. I think the, are the Crusaders playing. I think the Chiefs are playing the High Hurricanes. <clears throat> the Crusaders. Are they having a week off? I don't know. Well, no, they might, I think they play the Blues and then have a week off. Right. But anyway, it's going to be fantastic. Yes. Like, subscribe, subscribe, and share. And support wherever you see fit. Yes. Until next week. Au revoir. Sayonara. <laughs>
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.